is brought to you by the Kansas City Barbecue Store, the official provider of barbecue supplies to listeners of Pitmaster. It's June, which means the month that summer starts, Father's Day, and getting ready for July 4th. That means getting all of your grilling and barbecue supplies in order. From smokers and fuel to rubs and sauces, the Kansas City Barbecue Store has everything and anything you could want. And get this, as a listener of the OVS Pitmaster podcast, you can get 10% off of your order this summer by using the code PITPOD, P-I-T-P-O-D, for online orders at www.thekansascitybarbecuestore.com. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. So visit the thekansascitybarbecuestore.com today for all of your barbecue needs. Alrighty, Luke Darnell here, pitmaster from Old Virginia Smoked Barbecue. And my guest this week is somebody that I've wanted to have on for a long time. Uh, but it always felt like he wasn't quite ready to come on. <laughs> and then and then two weeks ago he wins what I like to call a national championship, basically winning the, the DC barbecue battle. We have John Sheary with Chunky Barbecue. John, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. Getting ready to go cook a contest in South Carolina and got a lot of shit happening here. And it's just, it's not all coming together, but somehow we'll make it work. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like, like our week. Uh, we're going to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Uh, we tend nice. to do well, and we do well in New Jersey, so we're going back. I see a wall of fame back there. I, I, I put I put this just here for you. The giant DC trophy. I had, I, it wasn't in there; it was still in the kitchen. We have nowhere to put it. I'm like, I'm going to put that <laughs> in the background just for Luke. Absolutely. You also got those uh, first place Curatec clocks. You know that was a fun day too, where you oh, beat me. That's a, that's a great contest. I love Curatec. That was actually the contest where I decided to make you my friend. Yes. <laughs> so that's really where we, that's re- I mean, we, had, I think we had, you know, said pleasantries to one another before, but that's really where we met though. Yeah. I was like, you know what? This guy's pretty awesome. He's wearing a tight pink shirt. We're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and the tight pink shirts. I know. I miss the tight pink shirt. It is uh they will come back. We, we, we read the logo. Um, the supply chain, supply chain, trying to get you know the new shirts. Yeah. Uh, but no, the, the 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 pink shirts will be back. Sweet, I enjoy this. So, John and Stephanie hail from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Correct. Started about three years ago, four years ago. First contest was 2017. Okay, yeah, uh, five years ago. Yeah. All right. So what got you into barbecue? I feel like I have to ask a lot of these questions because, you know, I have to introduce the world to you. Or you yeah. to the world, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> got us into it. Um, you know, like a lot of guys probably around our age, you know, my age, um, Barbecue Pitmasters was huge. Um, that I, I could, I can still watch that show on repeat. I do, you know, it's, I have it downloaded on my iPad. I got it on the phone. Um, but that definitely got us interested. Um, 2016, we went to the barbecue jamboree in Fredericksburg. 
Uh, we actually just to check it out, see what it was all about. And we, they were doing a people's choice. So we walked around, you know, trying everybody's food. And my, we left with the impression going, I can do this. And so <laughs> eating the people's choice food. Yeah. We were eating the people's choice food. So we can do, we can do this. Um, so then 2017, we went back. Barbecue Jamboree was our first contest. Um, we actually didn't do, we, we, we just missed a port call that day. Um, I think we were like half a point out. We were like 13th. Finished middle of the pack. Um, and we were kind of hooked on that. I mean, it was, it was a good time. Um, uh, people were very friendly. Yeah. Um, we kind of, kind of got bit by the bug there. Um, second contest would have been, uh, Keystone at the farm show complex here in Pennsylvania. Right. And that was, and it's another well-run contest. So, you know, that kind of, that kind of like lit the fire. And then we took 2018 off, just had some personal stuff. Um, but then started going a little harder in 2019 and then got more serious about in 2020. Right on. Yeah. I remember 2020. I, I do too. <laughs> Yeah, you were. I was like, "Who is this guy winning all these contests?" It's pretty awesome. We we heard a lot of stories like that. I know when we when we won the first one in what was that Blairstown, New Jersey. Yeah, uh, we heard a lot of uh, stories about who the and you know, your four letter word is chunky barbecue. Um, oh had, yeah, and we came out of nowhere, really. And you can cuss on here; it's fine. Yeah, don't feel um, the need to edit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we definitely kind of nowhere, and that was like that—that that was that triple they did, like the three yeah. days. And the funny story about that is, you know, we, we and Steph were driving up to do that final day, and I just joked with her, I'm like, "Hey, these guys have been cooking for two straight days. Maybe we can sneak in and surprise people." And we did. Oh, no question, because that was hands down the worst day of barbecue <laughs> I've ever had. It was. And I was one of the people sitting there going, who the fuck is Chunky Barbecue? I, I really was. I was like, and they're like, he just cooked today. I'm like, this guy had it right. Come in here, <laughs> smash everybody off, because we were so done. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I heard so many people just say they were they were so ready to be done. They just you know, turned in whatever. And I'm like, hey, that's great. You know, we, we, we came in fresh, ready to go. <laughs> we, had, we were just coming off. We were at Spring Grove the weekend before. And that yeah. we got our first first place call in ribs that day. I remember that. Went off of that. Yeah. And that, that's where we got our first chicken call, our first pork call. Um, I think we even won the wild child that day. I mean, like brisket. Well, yeah, you don't do things small. Actually, you won the wild child somewhere recently. And where was that? Where did we win one? We. I don't know, but. Yeah. On your way out of the... No, it was in New Jersey again. Yes. And I told you on your way out that you had, you were buying dinner the next time. That didn't happen. So <laughs> that's going to have to happen. And Are you going to Wise? I will be in Wise. I just got the uh, text from... Was that Greg Cross? Uh, this yeah. Yep. Shout out to Greg Cross, my brother. He's amazing. Wise is amazing. If you've not been there, Wise, Virginia, chilling and grilling in the glades is uh, one of the best-run contests on the East Coast, small little hometown contest. They always roll out the red carpet. Uh, now it's you, amazing. You, 
Yeah, you've spoken good things about Wise, and I know like uh, what Alex and Bill, I believe, are the reps for that one. They've said good things. Um, yeah. so we're really looking forward to that one. Generally, I'm considered the mayor for the three days that I'm there. Uh, you know. <laughs> and and it's, it's funny because I'll be like, I need to do this. And the guy's like, who told you you can do that? It's like, mayor. Mayor said. Mayor said I could do what I want. I'm in charge. He's like, huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really looking forward. You know, uh, most of the July contests we're doing, we're looking forward to those. So, yeah, you know, it's first. It's a fun time of year and to get out and be out in the summer and stuff like that. But enough of these pleasantries. Let's get into the questions. <laughs> I'm pretty excited. Uh, well, no, I'll tell even more stories. So, like, John goes on this little tear, and uh, John and Seth win a contest, and then. We're going back and forth with calls in Currituck, North Carolina, and I'm sitting there going, I look at Kim, and I was like, I'm making this guy my friend. And she's like, why? I was like, he's going to beat us today. I can already feel it. <laughs> but, like, it's time that we're friends. So, like, I kept coming over and talking to you between every category. And uh, you GC'd that day. We RGC'd that day. And uh, yeah. from there on, yeah, like, now I make sure that you're near me. Oh no, we have Currituck, you know, and they were handing out flyers that last event there, or they're down DC. They were handing out the application. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, we are absolutely coming back. I need yeah. one more. I have first place chicken rib and uh, yes, you, yes, so you I'm, I'm missing the pork clock. Yeah, yeah, I, that brisket win last year. I remember that. Too. Oh, that was huge. That 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 lifted a huge monkey off my back on that one. I know because you were fighting the cow for a long time and. Yeah, I thought I had won Risk it that day, but it was they called your name instead. I was upset. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a uh, yeah. No, we need. I I needed that. I was last year was very frustrating in terms of brisket, and I mean, really, and since then we have turned it around in brisket too. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, all right. I'm just gonna start. We're gonna figure out what goes on in that mind of yours. All right. All right. So. What is your, how have your career and life experiences outside of barbecue prepared you to be a pit master on the, on the competition barbecue circuit? You know, most things that I've done, I'd be, I've listened to your podcast enough times, so I was expecting these questions. Uh, <laughs> probably the, the, probably the biggest thing is attention to detail. Um, like when it comes to boxing and, you know, the presentation aspect, um, not much gets by me. Like everything has to be, you know, we had talked before about, you know, I was going through a phase of backyarding things up a little bit and not to offend any backyard, but just to not have that perfect looking box, hoping to get some preferential judging. But I've kind of gone back to the, the those perfect, you know, professional looking boxes. I here in DC and it paid off. Um, but the attention, the detail, um, you know, how the ribs look in the box, you know, land those pork, you know, like the, like the money muscle slices and that. Um, and as Steph would even say, there's a, there's definitely a perfectionist streak that I have. Like if, you know, if, no, like, if pork has, <laughs> has to be on at 8 30, like that, from the, you know, like that, that lid needs to be open, like, you know, 8 29, 59 seconds. That first, you know, butt is going on at 8 30 or whatever time it is. Um, which I, I, I adhere pretty strict to that timeline. I know it's funny trying to get you to go do things. You're like, I cannot do that at that time. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, that's pork rep. Can't do it. Can't do it. 
It, no. the, I don't, and this is funny because I find this with a lot of barbecue people. I don't even know what you do for a living. Oh, I mean, actually, mine's a little, con- I, I'm always a little cagey about answering the question just because of where I do work. Uh-huh. Um, so I am an identity theft analyst for the Pennsylvania Higher Education Assistance Agency. Wow. And, but with that, like, there's not, you know, I have to always kind of watch what I say about what I do. Because obviously there's a lot of internal stuff I can't get into, but um, there's definitely, uh, you, you you know, it's not to say I, I can't make a mistake, but like, I mean, if, if, I, if and when I do make one, I mean, I hear about it, so. Right, man, that does involve a tremendous attention to detail, I'm sure. Yes, and as I bragged, you know, Steph gives me a lot of flack about the whole perfectionist thing, and I I, I told her, I'm like, I have made one error in the last two fiscal years. Like, like they, 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 we just you know, completed an audit. I'm like, I've got one, and like, and that one error is what drives me. It drives me crazy. <laughs> it like, does. Two, that, one error there, and that drives me crazy. I could see your face turning red because it's driving you crazy right yes. now. It's hilarious. If I, think, if I think about it long enough, it'll it will put me in a bad mood. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we've talked about how great chunky barbecue is, but let's talk about a massive failure of chunky barbecues. And if I, I'm going to go ahead and predict that it, do you have a favorite failure of yours? Cause I know your most least favorite failure. Do I have a I was, you know, I'm where a, you really learned something and it really helped you for later on. I, I, I'm pretty sure you probably know where I, I probably know where you're going with that one. Um, more recently though, um, Currituck new or not Currituck, um, Merrimack, New Hampshire. That was a jack, yeah. What it was a jack auto, and I try everything before I put it in the box. But that day, I didn't try my pork, and I got a 162 in pork, and my average is a 174. Go and that 166 gets me the GC that day. Oh no, I was living. I'm like, yeah. why didn't I try? I, I, we were in a little bit of a rush, like kind of, but like it just sort of remind. It wasn't that. You know, it was, in hindsight, now DC. I think DC was the bigger one anyway for the Jack, but probably the one I probably learned the most from though would have been day one Urbana uh, last year. Barbecue gives back. Missing such a, such uh, a hard day. That was a rough day. Like, I mean, I, but I learned from that one. Um, I definitely let that one get to me a, a lot longer than it should have. Oh, I mean, it sat with me the rest of that weekend, really. Oh yeah, you were not fun to be around that oh. weekend. You even affected my hot dog cooking that weekend. Well, no, I, there was no saving that hot dog cooking. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do own two clocks now for that very reason. One stays inside the trailer, one stays outside. Yeah, um, that was that was a rough day. They were chunky was right out my back door, and the mood was solemn after rips. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's never good to see your box runner, your box runner, aka my wife, come back with a box. I'm like, why? Why do you have the box? And oh. she, I guess, yeah, you know, and you know, you know, I remember, uh, was it Alex came back the KCBS rep, and he was apologizing, and I'm like, it's not your fault, we missed right? Him. Like, you know, you don't have to apologize. That's that was totally on us. I've gotten well, I and now I watch the clock rather than have Steph do it. Um, she was a little just unclear with like the turn in window a little bit at the time. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you have to constantly, I mean, we're never even really 
towards the end of the turn-in window with anything. Um, but I'm just, I'm constantly staring at it. That's one thing that makes me neurotic anyway in my whole life is time. Like, if you can't be on time, then you can't do anything. Yeah. And, and, and that's just the way that I think. And like when we go to cook's meetings and they say they start at four o'clock and it's four or seven, I am irate. <laughs> like I have to turn in my meet on time. You can start this meeting on time. It's no, that, that those, those never start on time. No, no. Um, but yeah, I'm like, no, I mean, it, yeah, yeah. Oh no. I mean, it, it, that's definitely something I took over from, from, from Steph. I, I, I'm like, I will, you know, everything stop and stops and ends with me. So like I watch the clock. Um, but I mean, really anymore, probably the only thing we, we come close on is pork just cause you know, you've taken the hot and fast class. There is a lot going on for, to get pork in the box. That one we can run kind of close, but I've like, once, once that rib box leaves the trailer, I'm immediately into pork. Um, right. To get, you know, and, and yeah, ever since Currituck, we have, or not, ever since barbecue gives back, we have not missed the turn. <laughs> it, it, it is the, it is the worst feeling. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of got to work. I mean, everybody's got to be aware of the clock. You just got to, you know, at that, when it comes time to worry about the clock, Kim is doing the box. I'm, I'm out. I'm cleaning. So I just sit there and watch and, you know, hey, it's 101. Like, wrap it up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, Steph definitely has those moments now. She'll be like, you know, we'll have like five. I'm like, you've got time. Like, you know, but, you know, she's like, you know, now we, like, we, get, we get, we get like to say like one o'clock on pork and she's like, come on, let's go. I've got two minutes. Let me, you know, let's clean us up. But, right, right, right. Yeah, no, I agree though. You time is important. Yeah. Time's important, but so is equipment. What do you think has been the most worthwhile investment that you've made in competition barbecue? Equipment wise? I mean, because in, in anything, stuff, actually. It doesn't have to be equipment. The best money I've spent is cl- is classes. Um I've taken the hot and fast class twice. Um, twice? Twice. I've taken it. Well, I mean, we've only, again, we've only really been going hard at this since 2020. Yeah, that's true. We took it in 2020. I, I took it, you know, well, we were out there, all, you know, a few of us there in, uh, you know, this year to do it. And then I also took, um, with, uh, Charles Cridlin and Richard Fergola mm-hmm. last year just to kind of break it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, no, it, that's probably where you can put your best money is, is, is the face to face classes really like I love the barbecue league. Um, but there is something to be said. We're actually sitting down and really i mean my probably my big you know probably the moment i the, the light bulb there like the light bulb went on for me was trying tim shear's chicken the first time like i wasn't sure what we were doing wrong because mm-hmm. our chicken tasted good and i took a bite of his chicken and i'm like okay now i know what i'm not doing right like it, it was that it was just you know leaps and bounds above what we were doing the first time i took their class it was in kansas city long time ago 20 2015 2016 and that was the first time i really hung out with those guys and that's where tim changed my life on ribs i had a rib and i went what (laughs) what was that and i went and got another rib and people were like what are you doing i'm like it's the best rib i've ever had 
then at the end, like after they've moved on to pork and there were like five ribs left, I walked over and Terry was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm wrapping one of these up in a napkin and putting it in my jacket pocket so Kim can try it. And I took it back to the hotel three hours later. I'm like, eat this rib right now. She was like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. No, that was that, that. That's that's the best money I've spent hands. I mean, because both time. I mean, because even this year we're we're off to another good start after you know coming off the class in January. I mean, right. so the cost of yeah, it's paid for itself already. Yeah, and it's 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 the concept of constantly learning and constantly staying fresh. I I truly believe, and you know, there's not a ton of classes out there anymore. I truly believe that taking a class. I tried to take one every year. Every off season, I tried to take one just because you're always going to learn something new, or and I think it keeps you fresh. Just my that's my plan is to you know take one every off season, um, but you know since Tim and Brad aren't going to be doing the hot and fast, it sounds like you know anymore. It'll be interesting trying to find one to take this winter. Um, like hmm. I said, there's not that many of them out there. Yeah, you're not welcome at mine. Can't help. Oh no, the, the the old Virginia smoke class is on the short list, so. <laughs> It's so awesome to have you on here, man. (laughs) (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by BarbecueData.com. BarbecueData.com is your one-stop shop for all of your barbecue competition data. Historical data, calls, wins, placements, everything under one roof. It's a great way not only to track yourself in the standings, but also to track how you improve your scores from year to year. Listeners of this podcast can receive 20% off of a new subscription to barbecuedata.com with the code PITPOD. That's one word, all capital letters, P-I-T-P-O-D, PITPOD. So check your team scores, check on others, and do it all on barbecuedata.com. All right, here's a good one. What do you think separates a good pitmaster from a great pitmaster? That's a good question. You know, it probably goes back to what I, I listened to your podcast once, and I think it was, I think, it's, is it Ryan Murphy, Dirt Road Barbecue? Yeah. I think it goes back to the talk less, listen more. I think somebody who's, who, you know, the, the guy, you hear the guys that will say they've been cooking the same thing for three years and they don't get any calls anymore. I think you have to be willing to adapt. I think you have to see like the trends and how things are going. Because, um, like, I don't, I'm doing stuff now that I wasn't doing in March. Right, because like you know, things aren't working, and like like our pork didn't do well the first three competitions of the year, and I made a change on our sauce, and then pork started hitting again. Right. I think you have to be willing. To, I think you have to be willing to change and adapt to just like the feedback you're getting. Like like eights and taste aren't going to cut it. Right, so you have to be willing to change. So I, I think a, a willingness to adapt, be open to new ideas. I, I, and I think you are. You know, that's been one of the things I think that, uh, you know, can you, you and I have swapped food and, you know, and I was very hard on your chicken last year at the end of the year, but, <laughs> but I was right. Yes. And then you, you dialed her back and started hitting and I'm like, yeah, I mean, but that's just listening, you know, and I'm guilty of it myself, you know, oh, I know how to do that. And then, uh, Past three times we've cooked chicken. Kim's like, ain't there, bud? And I'm like, yeah. So, well, I I think that's one thing I like about cooking here. You know, like in the Mid Atlantic, though. I mean, there's a there's a pretty good group of guys that if you 
you know, if you want to bounce some ideas off of, there's, you know, certainly um, one of the points you made on brisket last year has stuck with me since Curratuck. You probably regretted telling me. Um, <laughs> you're like, John, go 20 more minutes today. And then I did, and then hit that, you know, that first place brisket. But like ever since then, when I go to check brisket, you know, when I go to temp, when I go to probe it, if I even hesitate a slight bit, like, nope, Luke said 20 more, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll automatically go like, at least 15 more minutes. Like it has to be a hundred percent, no doubt it, it's coming off. Yeah. No. Um, and that's, and that meets the trickiest one. I mean, and you have to have patience with it. You know, that's the number one thing that I've learned with brisket is you have a long time from the time you put it on to the time you have to turn it in, it's going to sit there. So you have time to play with that and just make sure it's done. That's the number one thing I think that most people do wrong when they start out is they, you know, well, this is supposed to come off now. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is, but sorry, dude. It's not well, ready. I mean, I mean, that even kind of goes back to, like I said, about, you know, being able to adapt and be open to new ideas. Cause like, I mean, we just had like our July 4th, you know, picnic and I'm talking to all these people they are like, well, I do my, you know, por- you know, my, pork till it hits 190 then i pull it and like but is it done right and that's why i tried to get into like you know they're cooking to a certain time i'm like you really need to be cooking to a certain tenderness right and and like the one guy i mean his mind was almost like blown he's like wow i never (laughs) thought of that and i'm like well you really wouldn't unless you're doing this i mean like i go like i've learned a lot doing comp barbecues i wouldn't have learned you know just cooking at home but it also affects your cooking at home yes Hundred percent. I mean, I mean, I keep saying I mean. Kim's gonna hate me. Anyway, <laughs> back to the questions. <laughs> so we we talked about classes. Do you have a purchase of a hundred dollars or less that has positively impacted your barbecue life? Something small. Um, I can't remember the the brand name, but it's it's a Rapid Steel. I'm not very good with like the like the, 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 the traditional honing bar. I'm not very good with keeping an angle. Uh-huh. Um, and then I, I guess watching a YouTube video, Harry Sue had it. Um, it's like two, like two steel rods, and you just draw it through it. Yeah. And it because sharp knives are important in what, in what we do, and so I, that that goes everywhere with me. That's awesome. That's a great one. It's not as good. As the, the, it's not as good as the butter cutter, but. The butter cutter life changer, dude. Um, but yeah, you know, that rapid steel has been it, it, again just because I'm not very good maintaining that angle with like a traditional honing bar, so it, it does wonders. One of the things that I love about you is that not only are you really good at barbecue, but you're also a huge barbecue fan. Like you really just enjoy this and enjoy being around it, and I love watching you do that. It makes me. Makes me happy. <laughs> the more the more we've done it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, um, kind of, we've done a few contests. I mean, even like you know, like DC. Just because I mean, I'm I'm most definitely an introvert by nature. Like that's just how I am. But like like Jiggy with the piggy this year, I talked to so many people, and there was even one couple, and they had their two children were there. Um, the husband stopped at two different times while we were cooking, but then they even came and found us after after the award ceremony, just, you know, to say goodbye, how they enjoyed talking to us for the weekend, you know, the weekend. And that's that. it cool. Was, I was like, that was actually pretty nice. They actually came, you know, they came up and found us after the fact. And yeah, it's been, I'm enjoying it more the more we do it. 
That's great, man. In that same vein, though, who has impacted your life the most in competition barbecue? See, that's a hard one. I knew you were going to ask that, too. All right. you, know, pro- you know, probably without real, probably without knowing it, probably Brad Leninger. And I, and I knew you were trying to get that reaction, too. What a horrible answer. You know, I anytime he's on a podcast or doing an interview, I will sit down and listen to it. Like, I... The, the way he approaches things, I, I, I enjoy. Um, just the way he explains things. Yeah. Even though I, the worst part is I, I, I have never really formally introduced myself to Brad, even though I've been parked near him a few times this year. And I'm like, he's probably impacted what I do more than anybody else, just because of the just because of the two classes I've taken. Are you serious? Did you, did yeah. you guys hang out at all this past weekend or two yeah. weeks ago? I think the only I think the only time I talked to Brad, we were both waiting on our uh, respective Ubers uh, to go back to the hotel at DC. Huh. I you, you, it, it was so hot. I was, and, you know, you, you, again, I'm a little bit of an introvert. You have to kind of get me. You, you kind of have to approach me to get that the, the dialogue going. Which is why Man. we belong great because you have no problem coming over. I have no problem making you talk now. One of my favorite John stories, though, is uh, <laughs> we cooked that contest down in Georgia in the beginning of the year, sipping swine. Yes. I was like, hey, John, come here. <laughs> we went for a walk. We walked down, and I stopped at this random site, and we're just talking to talking to people, and I'm like, John, that's Stuart Sink, the <laughs> golfer. <laughs> both John and I are both huge golf fans, for those of you that don't know us. Uh, and John's like, what? Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't think to see a professional golfer, you know, at a, at a barbecue, you know, contest. That was it. Was that was probably one of the coolest moments of the year so far. It was pretty cool. I uh, I was geeking out the whole weekend. I'm like, man, that guy won the British Open. Like that's yeah. fantastic. Well, no, I mean, you know, you just wouldn't put the two together. So it's like you know, seeing that was you know, it was very cool. And then hearing that it's actually something he does, you know, a few times a year, you know, every year. Yeah, yeah, it was you know very cool. And in fact, you hit it all weekend, though. I mean, you, right. you, you eat this like all week, and then you're just like, and finally, like, you know, cooks over. Hey, by the way, come here. Come here. <laughs> I'm like, what does he want? <laughs> Where is he taking me now? Exactly. <laughs> all right. And you can't answer Brad to this one because we're not doing that twice. When you hear the word successful in terms of barbecue, who's the first person who comes to mind? Damn it. I already, I already used my one answer. Um, Successful. <sighs> It's all right to say it again. I mean, because uh, I mean, no, see, but you know, I, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, you know, really, you know, uh, try to get brownie points with the guys at West. I guess um, probably Tim Shear, really. I mean, if you think, you know, I mean, wh- wh- where he's taking Blues Hog, um, you know, Gateway Drum Smokers, the whole deal. Um, I mean, because you could, yeah, I, I could, you know, because again, like I haven't been around nearly as long as you, so most of my, like, I, you know, like I don't know the guy like, Tuffy and Meyer and all those guys. Um, you could certainly probably name any of them, but like, you know, like Tim Shear and what he's built as far as like, you know, the barbecue. It's pretty I, amazing. Yeah. And I mean, pretty I certainly, amazing. I'm, I'm kind of locked into that, like that ecosystem, so to speak. So. Right on. Yeah. I know all these questions just sort of fall together in the <laughs> chunky barbecue world. Like what was your biggest turning point in your life as a pit master? I mean, again, it was the hot and fast class. Just, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you know, when you, like, I, 
some people feel like we've been around forever, and it's like, but we really didn't really take it seriously until probably 2020, and even then, COVID shortened it. You know, to you know, we only had about, I think eight events. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's that was easily the turning point. Up until that point, I mean, we went from using because we were using a gravity feed at the time and kind of struggling. We take the hot and fast class. I, I try their food. And we're like, we went. You know, we bought four cans. We're you know all in, and here we are now. So. Right. Can cooking is a lot of fun, though. It is. It's a. It's a. It's a more active cook. Yeah. You know, if if you're sitting around more than five, ten minutes, you know, five or ten minutes, you're probably not doing something that you should be. Right. That's. We cook the one meat on the drum, and like I park Kim out in front of it. Like this is your thing. Like <laughs> make sure it stays there. And... <laughs> I did that once with Steph this year at Barbecue Gives Back, and. I come out and the pork drum was like 220 maybe, but the flaps were wide open. I mean, she had the flaps wide open. And I'm like, why are the flaps wide open? Well, the, and she's like, well, the temperature dropped. And then I go, look, uh, uh, some fat had dripped onto the thermometer. Oh. Like, oh. I'm like, <laughs> it's probably been like that a good 10, 15 minutes. I'm thinking, there you go. There's this roaring fire in the bottom. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm like, honey, don't, don't, don't touch the flaps. <laughs> like, come, <laughs> come, come grab me. Um, <laughs> it, it was, it was funny, but you know, it, you know, we, we learned a lesson that day as well. <laughs> so do you have, you're not superstitious at all, are you? I'm not, but I do have a routine. I mean, there's yeah. certain, well, the one that probably drives the wife crazy is, the night before, and I'll do this even if it's a double, I will watch Pitmasters like on Friday night. Like I have season one downloaded on my phone. It's so, like when oh, I lay down, wow. I lay down to go to bed, like I will, I will start it and just, that'll be on, it, it'll run the first season while I'm sleeping. That's like, hilarious. Watched that, like I've watched like that first episode of Smoking in Mesquite probably a hundred times at least. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're the first person in 81 episodes to say that. That's a good one. It's it's different, you know. I'm like, that's like, she's like, don't you get bored? I'm like, no, I don't get bored. I go every time. Like, I think it's the one where like it starts storming and Harry Sue's like, we're all gonna die. And so like anytime it's like starts storming and you know like winds going around, I'll, I'll like just break that out of nowhere. I'm like we're all gonna die, and the wife just looks at me. <laughs> it's you know, yeah. There we go again. Um, <laughs> I I watch the same movie when I trim chicken every time. And watch? uh, I watched Burnt with Bradley Cooper. I don't know that one. He's a, a Michelin starred chef who got in, hmm. lost his way, came back, and he's like this super perfectionist. And like, when I put that on and I'm trimming chicken, I know that it's attention to detail time. And I've seen that movie <laughs> now 150 times probably. Because I watch it every time I trim chicken. And it's like, you know, and I never ever tire of it, but it's just what I do. You know, whenever I have to answer this question at some point, <laughs> it's, it's, it might get its like own part, like part one, <laughs> have its rituals or routines. So yeah. many. You got anything yeah. else? Any other ones? I mean, that's probably really the only routine. I mean, I'm a, I, I have a lot of habits, but that's probably the biggest one. Um, I don't think there's any other, you know, anything, any superstitions. Not really. 
It's probably, it really is probably just the I, I will watch Pitmasters like and again if it's a double I'll do the same thing on Saturday night too. I'll I'll throw it right back on at season one episode one hit start. You won't start like in a different episode. No, that's kind of weird. <laughs> oh no, I mean you know, Steph will go hide somewhere and you'll sleep, and she wants nothing to do with it. <laughs> you guys don't do you listen to music when you cook? I don't think you do. Do you? We do. I mean, I don't have a I don't have a set playlist. Like I'm more I'm a little more classic rock. Rock Steph's a little more country. Um, if there's a good local radio station, I'll put that on. Like, you know, like you know, preferably like a classic rock station, something like that. So you love being next to the old Virginia Smoke trailer. When I hear like the drop of nines, absolutely. <laughs> Although I could say, uh, you know, that's you're probably second though because there is Packinac Lake and the Christmas music. They're pretty that, awesome. That's a favorite of mine. I have to give them those guys a shout out. Packinac Lake with the Christmas music on a on a, on a Saturday morning. It's really cool. <laughs> those guys are amazing. I mean, if I had to do it every weekend, I don't know how cool it would be, but you know, like that once twice a year, it's, it's pretty cool to be. <laughs> You know, near that. So, uh, does your neuroses, does that encompass your planning for the week as well? Do you try and do the same things every day and, and get everything done? I'm a little bit of a, I'm a little bit of procrastinator on that. Unless it's a double. If it's a double, I do try to get all my trimming done like Sunday. I'll try to get everything other than brisket done Sunday. Sunday. Um, Wow. I, I, chicken, is evil and you know i scrape skin so it's like i i just want to get it over with you do um, need the old virginia smoke class i do need the old virginia smoke class. <laughs> um, but yeah no otherwise um i'll do injections are usually thursday night i like to do them before we leave um like i said trimming if it's a single like this weekend i i need to probably start trimming i should start this evening i probably won't start till tomorrow um, but it's a lot of, I, I prefer to trim brisket on site. That's one little thing I have. Huh. I, I don't like trimming that one at home. I don't know why, huh. uh, but everything else, I, I've heard many people say it, it's so much. Easier. The guys that trim on site all the time, I don't know. I don't know why they do it. Um, well, and I know I've said this a thousand times on the podcast, but it's showing up to a fight and not knowing who's on your side, and what you got. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I, you know, I, I agree with that, yeah. If you have a rack of ribs that's no good or a pork butt where there's a hole in the money muscle, you can't do anything about it when you're there. If I've trimmed it at home, if I need to go get another rack, I can. If I need to go get another butt, I can. If I need to thaw out a brisket and take another one with me, I can. And it's just that extra level of calm that helps me, I guess. I mean, I, I can agree. I mean, I think with brisket, though, because I mean, I think I talked to you before. We, you know, we went to, we started cooking um, the Australian Wagyu. Um, so that's a little more quote unquote hand picked, shall we, shall we say? So I'm not, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not a, I, I, I don't have to worry quite as much when I get there. It's, you know, usually pretty spot on. And I don't mess with cooking the point anymore. So my trim goes by very quickly. I just cooked the flat in that bowl. So there's probably a hundred of you cooking that brand, maybe more, and they're all handpicked. He's handpicking a hundred. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, the the biggest thing I can think of from last year to this year to the biggest difference is really just the marbling. Um, yeah. 
I don't think it necessarily matters which you know brand out of those, you know, which ones you're cooking, but it has to be well marked. And I will say, you know, as far as like the A9 is concerned, I I've had a couple of where I, it was probably there was too much marbling. Um, it can definitely be a little excessive. That's a real thing too. People don't think it is. It's a real thing. It really. I've had a couple where I'm like, it's you know, it's it, it's just too much. Um, but it, it's just hard to render all the fat out that you know when when there's that much sometimes. But um, right. But, they, but they've been pretty consistent. I can't I can't complain. But they, that's that's the reason why I feel a little more confident. Like ribs and I, I do think you need to get done beforehand because I've certainly opened up a pack of ribs and find a shiner or something like in a rack that looks fantastic and then right in the middle they're big yeah. shiners i'm like oh come on always under yeah doesn't bother me that much though i saw kim do really well with the rack of shiners once i was like huh doesn't matter <laughs> well i you know there was i think like i think i think new hampshire i cooked one rack that had two in the middle and i'm just like if nothing else i could maybe still get because the rack was so nice i'm like i can still get maybe one or two bones you know off that rack if I need them. Yeah. So I was hooked it anyway. Yeah. Man. You believe we've been doing this for 45 minutes already? Really? It feels like we just started talking. <laughs> that's how much, that's how good of friends we've become. Yes. <laughs> how much fun we're having. Right. You don't really engage in any psychological warfare out there on the trail. I, I can't say I don't. I don't oh. act. I don't actively do any. Um, don't actively do any. I I will say that you know I carry a very vast amount of rubs, seasonings, and whatnot. So there's a lot of misdirection if somebody's ever in my trailer. Wow. Like I may use five or six rubs, but I probably have like twenty or twenty five in there that I don't even touch ever. Look at you. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, I, where was I? I was in Wildwood last year, and I had a I had a surprising amount of visitors. I said to Steph, I'm like, I don't like people kind of taking a peek around seeing what I'm using. So I started just stocking the trailer a lot better. That's awesome. Like, well, so I'm like, I was like, well, I was like, I've always wanted to try that. Like, I think I have uh, Joe Pierce slaps his, I have his like the big, you know, the big bottle of it. I uh-huh. haven't opened it yet, but it's been sitting in the trailer probably three months. Wow. And I'll put it on the counter just that way in case somebody comes in. That's great. I'm not. Allowed, I'm. I'm not allowed in there anymore, so I don't see any of this. Well, the because you know that the the toy hauler got rear-ended after New Hampshire. No. Yes. Oh. So not only did I get hammered and pork that day and not get the GC, um, we got rear-ended probably 15 minutes after we left. Oh. Um. Are they so fixing it? They are. We we finally. It was hard to get a body shop to call us back, but we finally did. So we dropped it off Saturday morning. Um, they're going to fix it. They're going to try and at least get our power restored so we can still use it while they wait on parts. Uh-huh. Maybe I, we're actually hoping to have it in time to take it down to wise. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it looks like they should be able to get it fixed. Sweet. I'll have to break it in. after the uh, repairs. There's a standing rule for the, the, like Luke's allowed in the trailer just from like the, like the bathroom. <laughs> Damn it. It's <laughs> upsetting. Oh, man. Well, we have to do the rapid-fire questions. I'm ready. But definitely need to have you back on again. Maybe we'll just have a... Maybe you can join me for one of my Q&A podcasts. That'll be fun. That'd be fun. I've been thinking about inviting other people to come and do those because 
while I find it fun for me to sit there and talk, it might be good to have somebody else's perspective on those as well. Well, you know, you you should almost consider doing something like out at the Royal or something. There's going to be a pretty strong uh, MABA contingent there this year, so... Yeah, you take like a round table or something out there. Maybe. Yeah, so many more. I don't know. I yeah, I, I want to do something different with the royal this year, but I'm trying to figure out what to do. And you, um, you have a lot. You have a lot. Of, you have a lot going on out there, though, too. So. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I'm tired already thinking about it. Although this year, I've I've told myself that I'm going to curtail. A lot of my extracurricular activities. I don't need to be, you know, doing all that stuff. And I need to, I need to figure out how to get a call in the invitational because I've never done that. That was honestly like for last year, that was the coolest moment ever. And we got, we got ninth chicken, 16th ribs in the invitational. And I was like, uh, I was telling my parents about it. It was was like, it was the atmosphere they create like at night with the music going, the lights. And then, like, when you're looking at who you're standing around, it's, just, it was, yeah. it's yeah, surreal. It was, yeah, it was. Five Royals. No. Tons of open calls. No invitational calls. Well, I, yeah, but I think you made up for it one day, too, though. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Rapid fire. All right. What do you see about barbecue on social media that upsets or bothers you? Everything. Um... <laughs> um Probably the box. I mean, I've heard other people on your show say this too. The box pictures, like somebody will, like they'll be upset about their scores, and it's a and it's a great looking box, and they want feedback, and it's like well, outside of the appearance, you can't give any. But at the same time, if you're gonna post a picture, you have to know on social media, there's gonna be that one guy who's gonna just lay in. I, I hate the box pictures, but I hate the I hate the really shitty box pictures. And, like, and people go, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, I can't answer you. You know, I can. And maybe that, maybe I should. I don't know. Just be like, um, everything. I don't mind uh, the ones that, like posting there. And they are looking maybe for, for some feedback, but there are the ones that will post it and they think it's, you know, looks great. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I've tried my best to not put many up. I know we got, I got my first pork 180. I had to put that one up, but it was, no, you didn't. It was, it was a fantastic looking box. You don't have to put any boxes up. I, 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 I've never posted one. I don't think. I don't know. I have to go check. Yeah. But that's probably my pet peeve on there is just the box pictures. Yeah. What, um, do you have a favorite pre during or post competition meal? Post-competition, we will normally, a lot of times it's pizza just because it's the one thing that's still open that late. Um, if we're home early enough, though, it, it, we'll, we'll do some kind of pasta. Um, again, whatever's open. Yeah. Like, I'll do, like, a chicken parm. Anything other than something that would be smoked or grilled. Right. But let's not, lest we forget Stephanie's muffins on Saturday mornings. I don't, I don't even know where that started. I'm like, well, I'm like, what, why do you have muffins? And she's like, oh, I bring them for Kim. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> but like, she brings them for Kim, but I eat them. <laughs> but you eat them. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm disconnected from, from that. I'm just like, all right, whatever. You know, have, have it. <laughs> do you have a favorite present that you like to give to people? You know, I probably don't. Like, that's the one question I remember. I'm like, I don't really have anything. Probably, you know, I would normally like sarcastically say just the, the, the joyous presence that is me. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. 
That's going to be the name of the, that's going to be the name of the podcast. The joyous presence that is me. Oh, I can just I can just hear the wife's reaction to that right now. Um, I might yeah, get no. my own chunky barbecue T-shirt that has that on the back. <laughs> oh, so yeah. I mean, Steph's probably a little more. I got yeah, she brings stuff. I know, like she she really likes him, and um, so she she does stuff like that. But I can't think. Yeah, I don't really have any. No, no. Okay, I feel like I should give you my favorite present at some point soon, just because it you? totally weird you out when I give it to you. What is your favorite present? Oh, I give people underwear. Now you can keep that. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Happening. <laughs> this is going to be so amazing, and I'm going to do it at a cooks meeting. It's going to be so good. Good thing I never go to cooks meeting. <laughs> Although, wait, I probably should. I actually went to DC. You know what? And yeah. we talked about that shit. <laughs> I know. You're like, I'm going to cooks meeting. I was like, you never go to cooks meeting. Then you ended up winning. So, hmm. Man, I, I guess I should start going more often. Now here we go, another superstition that we don't have. May have just started one. (laughs) All right, last one. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, getting a message out to millions, what would it say and why? So I I really like, again, Ryan Murphy's, his was great. I think talk less, listen more is wonderful. Um, Mine, though, would be be nice. Oh, so Um, good. The reason why, man, Everybody anymore. I mean, you know, the last two years have been rough for a lot of people, um, but people just seem a little more on edge. Um, like you know, you go to the store, very you know, you're, you're not getting a lot of people where you make eye contact. You know, just like a quick hello, right. that kind of thing. Um, and I've even had people at work, like they're afraid to ask people questions. They get snapped at, and I'm like, you know, like if if you don't know something, you need to ask. And I never understand why people can't be nice. Like you like. It's just because, like I say about anybody, like anybody I meet, like I treat you the way you treat me. Like if you're nice to me, I'll be cool with you back. Like that's, right. like that's how, and I think it's how everybody should be. So, yeah, I mean, no, that's, that's that might be the new old Virginia Smoke T-shirt. Might say that on it. I don't know, I don't know. something like that. But yeah, Makes sense. Everybody's just a little, a little, a little wound anymore. So a little. Everybody so, needs a, a timeout, and we yeah. can't seem to get one. Like, like a deep breath and <laughs> right. like deep breath and, and and be nice. Just you know, don't don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. <laughs> that could even be a billboard. I don't know. I think they already had that one, didn't they? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you're gonna have to do a Q and A with me sometime. This was too much fun. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see you in Wise. And show you my town. It's so good. I am really looking forward to Wise. It is. Uh, I've got stories for pretty much every corner of that town. Something either <laughs> awesome happened or I did something really terrible, uh, which I will not tell that story on here. But <laughs> it is a dandy. <laughs> I can imagine. I didn't tell Greg Cross for three years because I was scared he wouldn't have me back in the contest. <laughs> oh. Oh, so good. Well, John, where can people find you online? I mean, we're on uh, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, both you know at Chunky BBQ. Um, we're kind of on TikTok occasionally. Same same thing at Chunky BBQ. I, I probably need to do a little more on there. I know. Any uh, partners, sponsors you want to shout My out? Wife. Oh, she's amazing. <laughs> 
Gotta gotta shout out Steph. Um, yeah, we wouldn't. I wouldn't be doing this if she, you know, was you know was. She's very understanding. On, uh, I mean, this is it. You know, a lot of people we talk to, they say about the, you know, like the cost, and it's like it's really, it's honestly, it's not necessarily that. I mean, it is, but it's not. It, it's the time, right? A lot of things that you miss. Like we don't have children, but like I have a niece and nephew. There's lots of, you know, birthday parties stuff like that that we miss. Um, doing this, so I mean, but she's pretty cool about it. Yeah, definitely, definitely got to give her a shout out. Um, one, one sponsor, although hey, we're always accepting new ones. Um, <laughs> we have uh, got an Oak Ridge Barbecue, um, game game changer. Yeah, use cool. that brown injection. Right on, cool man. Well, I look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Pitmaster, an old Virginia smoke podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like the podcast, rate the podcast, and to share it out with your friends. Also, be sure to check out the old Virginia smoke TikTok as well. Old Virginia smoke, one word. That's all you have to search for. It's hilarious. Tune in next week for another great episode of Pitmaster. For companies interested in advertising, please contact Old Virginia Smoke directly via www.oldvirginiasmoke.com. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is edited by Chris Sedanka. Pitmaster, an Old Virginia Smoke podcast, is a property of Old Virginia Smoke LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright 2022. Old Virginia, Old Virginia Smoke.